Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, April 22nd. We're going to dig back into the Lutheran Witness, the April issue of the Lutheran Witness. Today we're going to take a look at the defense of the resurrection. Great article and uh, on this whole theme of apologetics is really great. Joining us this morning, the Reverend Dr. Kirk Clayton from Zion Lutheran Church in Mascouda, Illinois. Pastor Clayton, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Hey, it's a joy to be with you this morning. Tell us, everybody doing okay at Zion in Mascouda and the, the Clayton family doing well these days? The Clayton family and the congregation at Zion Mascouda seem to be doing well, other than the fact that we haven't seen each other for a month. Well, I've seen my family, but obviously we haven't seen the, the congregation together in worship for a month, other than that my family is the congregation now in worship, and we are doing Facebook Live and uh, posting it to our YouTube channel and so on so that the congregation can join in. But uh, with my family singing the hymns and the liturgy and so on, we're trying to give the congregation the opportunity to still experience a a somewhat regular worship service each week um but other than that we're doing great (laughs) (laughs) thanks be to god we have uh there's so much packed into this uh your article in the lutheran witness this month paul the apologist and the defense of the resurrection i want to dig into it first of all why is the bodily resurrection of jesus so difficult for the world to to believe I think the big reason is it's extremely, extremely rare. I've done quite a number of funerals in my 20 years in the pastoral ministry, and out of all the funerals I've done, I've never once had one of those people that I had a funeral for show up for church the next Sunday morning. It just is not something that we see very commonly. Now, that doesn't mean that it couldn't happen or that it didn't happen. Quite to the contrary. It just means that because it is so unusual, people are perhaps rightly skeptical at first. In um, many of our churches this past Sunday, we read from John chapter 20 in the account of Thomas. And I'm actually kind of happy that the Lord put Thomas where he did when he did. Because Thomas's skepticism is the same thing that we see in a lot of people today, that they are kind of of the position, unless I can have you know really good, solid evidence for the resurrection, I will never believe. Now, the good news of the story is that Jesus provided this evidence that Thomas needed. He said, put your finger in my hand, put your hand in my side, touch me and see that it is I, risen from the dead. And so we have this evidence, but a lot of people uh, maybe are rightly skeptical until they can find out the the solid truth claims that Christianity makes. But, I mean, it is an unusual claim. I've never personally seen a resurrection. I don't think any of you have. Um, And yet, Scripture gives us such solid testimony that we can research this and we can believe that Jesus did, in fact, do that which is most unusual. It's unusual, but he did it. What is it, what is the foundation of of the skeptics? Is do they have a, a foundation at all? Uh, the the people that that uh, that are skeptical about the resurrection. Well, I think um, a lot of people that are skeptical about the resurrection simply are 
to maybe put this charitably, uninformed about the really, really solid case that Christianity has for the resurrection. There are any number of people that have set out to disprove the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, Lee Strobel is one of them. There was a movie that came out about Mm -hmm. Lee Strobel's search for the truth regarding the resurrection several years ago. Um, Josh McDowell is another prominent one. And they set out with the idea the resurrection is such an outlandish claim, it has to be able to be disproved very quickly and very easily. And everybody that I know of, there, there may be others that had other experiences, but everybody that I know of that has honestly set out to really, really dig in and study this issue has found not only can they not disprove the resurrection, that it actually becomes quite clear that the evidence is overwhelmingly in favor of the resurrection, that when you really do the research, it supports the truth of the gospel accounts very, very strongly. And so I I think charitably that people who question the resurrection probably simply have not done the the hard research and really dug into the sources and really dug into the history of first century Palestine um, and the Roman Empire to see how really well supported these claims are. And so I'm trying to be charitable because I think there's there's also, in some places, there's just a, a, a willful ignorance of the research and of the facts. But to to try to put it more charitably, I think there a lot of people simply have not checked into this. And they say, well, of course a resurrection can't happen. And I'm just going to leave it there that it can't happen and not actually dig into it and find out how well supported the event actually is. When when you say well supported, we, we know the, certainly of the, the scripture accounts, but uh, what other um, support or what other evidence his, uh, of this historical event is there? Well, here's here's my favorite. Um, the tomb was empty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is overwhelming evidence in itself. I mean, think about this. If the tomb of Jesus Christ were not empty on Easter Sunday morning, how long would the story of Jesus' resurrection have lasted? It would have lasted about as long as it took the chief priests to go to the tomb, roll the stone back, drag out the dead body of Jesus, and drag it through the streets of Jerusalem, pointing to it and saying, look, here, here is Jesus, he's still dead. And the story of the resurrection would have died right there and been buried and never come out of the tomb because they could have produced the dead body of Jesus if it were still in the tomb. The tomb was empty. Now, this reminds me of a a huge gaffe in the New York Times several years ago, where they referred to the Church of Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem as the place where Christians believe that Jesus is buried. (laughs) Slight problem of verb tense there. Uh, We believe that Jesus was buried there temporarily for about three days. Um, But I've been there. (laughs) I've looked in the tomb in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. 
it's empty. There's nobody buried there. And there wasn't anybody buried there on Easter Sunday morning as well. We can know that with virtual 100% certainty because if the chief priests who had every motive and every opportunity to disprove the resurrection could have found the dead body of Jesus, they would have. It was in their best interest as their positions kind of depended, their reputations depended on all they'd said about Jesus not being the Messiah. It was in their best interest to disprove the resurrection if they could. And the easiest way to disprove a resurrection is to find the dead body. They couldn't. So the tomb was empty. There's no question, no question whatsoever. Jesus' tomb was empty on Easter Sunday morning. If it hadn't been empty, we would never have heard about Jesus, and the resurrection story would never have circulated beyond Jerusalem. We have just about a minute left, uh, but in your article you talk about uh, St. Paul and his bold defense, even in the face of people who obviously don't uh, agree with him. How do we have um, a defense of our faith the way that Paul had in the face of people who, who don't agree with us? Well, Paul actually makes the stunning claim in the same region where Jesus rose, <laughs> that you know that these things were not done in a corner, he says in his defense before King Agrippa. He says, you can check this out. <laughs> You've been in Jerusalem. You know there's no dead body of Jesus in Jerusalem. <laughs> you can believe this because you have seen the evidence yourself. And so we as Christians can, today can follow the pattern of St. Paul. We can say, check it out. Now, we can't necessarily go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem quite as easily right now, but we can point to people who have done this research, who have really dug in and done the historical research and found the evidence that supports the truth of the resurrection, and we can basically say with Paul, this has not been done in a corner. Go check it out, and we can be just as confident and certain about the resurrection of Jesus Christ as St. Paul was in his trial before, uh, before King Agrippa. Paul the Apologist in the Defense of the Resurrection from the Reverend Dr. Kirk Clayton of Zion Lutheran Church in Mascuda, Illinois, in the April issue of The Lutheran Witness. Pastor Clayton, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. It's a joy. Thanks for the opportunity. Man, that's some good stuff. Go read the article, <laughs> really, in the, the April issue. Good, good stuff. It's very <laughs> thought-provoking. really made me rethink how the, the defense of the faith... You're listening to Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golsa. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere.